Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour. Over 20 years we've been right here. All thanks to the best customers on the planet. I mean, really, that's the way we do it. We're all self-funded. Uh, we don't, no fancy spokesmen, no beautiful, uh, no beautiful people. Just me, the guy with the face and the body made for radio. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. A gorgeous day. You know, finally, winter's finally here. Well, all right, winter. Winter in Arizona is like, hey, it's going to be in the 70s uh, and get down into the 50s at night, maybe even into the 40s. Uh, that That is what we call winter. Uh, I got my jacket here in the studio. Uh, you know, I wear it, wear it in the morning, and then I'll wear it at night because we like to pretend it's cold. But right now the sun is shining, and I'm glad I don't live in California. Holy cow, the, the whole thing's on fire. You know what they never say? And I, I looked today. I tried to find out how it started. And no one really said. Like the fires last month up there in the Napa area. No one actually really said how it all started. One, I saw one article where they said it may have been started by a, a transformer box or an electrical uh, I, I don't, you know, I'm not an electrician. I don't know about electricity other than when I come in, I flip the switch and the lights come on. Uh, but even that, I didn't get any confirmation. And the funny thing is, is there's not one fire burning. There's like five. I don't know, maybe uh, is somebody setting California on fire? I don't, I'm just saying. Uh, our toll-free number, 800 951 the website at allamericangold.com, and I hate to do it. You know what? I want to say this. I want to try. I'm not promising, but I am going to try that today will be the last time I talk about Bitcoin. And I and I'm not. I can't even promise it because it is it is so incredible that I can't help talking about it. Uh, <laughs> Here's how Bitcoin hit $16,000 today. In the last, uh, let's call it less than one, two, three, four, in the last four and a half, give or take, days, Bitcoin spent two days between nine and 10,000, a day between 10 and 11. Uh, oh, I, I missed this one. So a little more than, let's call it less than, t- about 10 days here. Six days between 11 and 12. 17 hours between 12,000 and 13,000. Four hours from 13,000 to 14,000. 10 hours from 14 to 15. And five hours from 15 to 16. Uh, anyone see a bubble here? Nope, not me. Uh, the market cap, by the way, now of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is now larger than Procter and Gamble, and is getting ready to take out Walmart. <laughs> That's pretty big. Uh, it is, I think, the twelfth largest company now. I guess I, I don't know if it's a company or not, but market cap wise, uh, in the entire S and P five hundred. 
driven by news of the intimate launch of Bitcoin futures, they're saying, is the reason behind it. And really, I would almost think that'd be a reason to sell it, because you know if these guys are involved in and they start the CBOE and all of them start with their futures that they're going to start regulating it. But uh, Bloomberg announced that brokerage firm TD Ameritrade uh, will be offering Bitcoin future trades to their clients. How about that? Even J.P. Morgan Chase may follow suit, even though Jamie Dimon says that they won't. Uh, we'll see. If there's money to be made, I'm sure that they'll do it. Uh, Ron Paul wants to know, would you take $10,000 in Bitcoin, cash, or something else if you had to hold it for 10 years? Okay, so think about that. Bitcoin, cash, bonds, or gold were the four options. Uh, right down, this is how you can tell we're at a minute. Bitcoin was the winner. 54% of people said, I'll, I'll take Bitcoin and wait 10 years. Uh, 36% said gold, 8% said 10-year treasury bonds. Now, that may not be as dumb as it looks, because, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be very, very interesting what this this manipulated bond bubble looks like. And then the smartest people in the room, 98% of you are smart enough not to pick Federal Reserve notes. Only 2% said, uh, give me dollars. Uh, and, and I guess that's really kind of the, the, the biggest thing that we talk about here is ensuring and protecting your wealth. And they actually went all the way. Uh, and I'll continue to say it. I, I think that uh, the technology is here for the central bank. Uh, the rest of this is just, I don't know, this is just kind of crazy stuff here as we watch people. Uh, you know, I, Today, uh, a county or a city, I can't remember, is a city or a county in North Carolina was being held by ransom. <laughs> They're not paying it, they said. Uh, Uber paid a ransom because uh, they, uh, they got hacked. They actually paid it. And then somebody in, in Europe, somebody else, all, all in the last couple of days. Uh, but nonetheless, Bitcoin, in a matter of, what, hours, has gone from 12000 to 16000 Doesn't sound like a bubble to me. 800-951-0592. I won't talk about it again, at least for the rest of the show. the radio news hour it is a world gone mad it really really is i wow i i'll say this i never imagined doing this you know when i was growing up i was going to be you know i was going to be a professional baseball player (laughs) like everybody else right i was gonna play in the nba i'm sure uh you know in my earlier youth I probably wanted to be a fireman or a cop. But the the doing a, a, a daily radio show, I never thought I would do. Even though, even from the time I was young, I was, oh, man, 10 or 11 when I got this voice. Or, well, I guess started to, you know, I went, I, was, I guess I was early puberty anyway. 
uh, and everybody was like, man, you should go into radio. <laughs> and, and, you know, how do you do that? I don't know. And, and then uh, I got fortunate and lucky enough to meet my wife, who had led me to meeting Eric and, and Jim, which led me here. And I think back to when I, you know, when I first started doing this, and a lot of you out there have been listening all of this time, we actually had a shortwave show. And uh, Eric had it for years. And we were only on in Colorado. We weren't on in Phoenix yet. And the first time I did it, so we were, our offices were in, if you remember this, actually when I first started, the offices were still at Eric's house when, when I first started. Then we moved uh, to Carefree. And, and uh, there's some of you in town, we actually started uh, on the radio in Arizona when we were in Carefree. But at the time, we, we had the, a shortwave show. And the shortwave show was, it was like the middle of the afternoon. I don't know, it was like 1, one or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And shortwave, there is there is nothing. You, you, you dialed the number, you dialed into the show, but, but then you had nothing else, right? You, there was no commercials, uh, there was no bump music, there, you know, you... you if you needed a break, you had to have something ready, right? We we had uh, you know a CD player and stuff like that, but otherwise you had to talk the whole time. And over the years, I, I hopefully I've gotten a lot better because I wasn't very good when I first started. But I think about all of the stuff that that we talked about then, right? We are we are still talking about the Amero as a possibility as the reserve. You know the new currency. Uh, we we are talking about the effects of NAFTA and GATT, and really what the unintended consequences of those deals were. Uh, they were talk a lot about Alan Greenspan and all of the uh, dismantling of all of the the policies that have unleashed the greatest bubbles the world has ever seen. And it's funny, he was out on TV this morning sounding just like me, and I'm a little worried about it, talking about stagflation. Uh, but one of the things, and, you know, and all of these things, the debt, uh, the unintended consequences of the pensions and, and all, the li- under, uh, all the liabilities and, and unfunded liabilities, which makes them even worse, I'm going to give you an example of how bad it really is. And, and this is going to be kind of a new take. Because okay, we hear, you know, we, we talked about CalPERS yesterday, right? Went from a $2.9 billion surplus to now they're hundreds of billions underfunded. And, and it happened in less than 10 years. This is out of Michigan. Thursday, early Thursday. The legislature approved at fixing unfunded and underfunded municipal retirement plans. After deciding to abandon contentious proposals, including state intervention in communities unwilling or unable to solve the problem. 
the scale-backed version of the bills. And there's multiple bills here. And, you know, we, we this scale-backed, that's another way for uh, let's take the least amount of medicine possible. Ran into resistance from police, firefighters, Democrats, Republicans, citizens of Michigan, potential cuts to health care benefits. Lawmakers will finish passing the 13 bills next week before adjourning for the year. People worry the cost of the liability jeopardizes basic city services, and if not addressed, the abilities for communities to meet their promises to workers and retirees. The nearly 600 Michigan municipalities that offer pensions, okay, so think about Michigan, there's 600 municipalities that offer pensions, have unfunded liabilities totaling you know, tens of billions of dollars, 180 of the 600 municipalities have funding ratios below 60%. So they're not even close, right? You know, if you were grading, like, like my kids are in high school, if you came back with a, a test score that was below 60%, that's called an F, right? That's failure. According to the task force that was ordered to report to the governor, 340 governments, so that would be, I guess, municipalities, counties, right, all of these other forms as well, that provide retiree health care, have unfunded obligations with average funding ratio of only 19%. We don't hear about any of this stuff, right? And we keep pretending that everything is wonderful in America. You know what? If we just pile up enough dirt and we pile up enough newspaper and we just pile it up and pile it up and pile it up, maybe nobody will notice. Local governments would have to pre-fund. Here's what they decided to do. This is the the, the bills that they're going to pre-fund new higher retiree medical costs starting next July. Okay. So, and all that means, right, if the government wants to hire somebody, any of these municipalities want to hire somebody, they got it's going to cost them a whole lot more money than they, do, obviously, they don't have to begin with. There will also be multiple stage process to identify and address underfunded pensions and their health plans. I guess, I mean, they already identified them. The plans not meeting minimum funding threshold. 40% funded for health care. 60% funded for pensions. Oh, now I understand. So let me, let me jump back up. So the 600 cities... 180 of them have pensions below 140 or below 60% funded. 
340 of the 60 have health plans below 19% funded. Those cities that remain will then be, a a board will be approved to help that city come up with corrective action. And I guess my question to Michigan is, what do you think that really means? Corrective action. Right? And the answer is, we got to come up with ways to get more money. <laughs> I mean, the, the answer really is pretty simple. One way or another, let's see, I mean, I guess if the 340 cities that don't fund their health care actually fund their pensions better, then the 180 do it the other way around. Every city pretty much in the state of Michigan is getting ready to stare down the barrel of tax cuts. The main reason, well, we know the reason, right? They made all these promises that they couldn't keep. But payments from the state of Michigan to the cities are $173 million below where they were 15 years ago. And this is happening everywhere, right? All of these states, all of them need this money. And I and I only bring it up because that's just one state. Wouldn't it be great to know in your state what the report cards are? Right, because they the legislature, they go out of their way to hide it all. And, you know, one of the reasons how Phoenix, you know, and here we are, and I'll admit this. I'm going to tell you right now, this place is growing. We've got our, our sons playing a basketball game tonight that a school, you know, that did not exist 10 years ago. The school, it's in town, sort of. It is, our younger son plays at four. I told my wife last night, if we want to be there before the game starts, we better leave around 2, 2.15. My older son plays at seven. We would have to leave our house by five, maybe even quarter to five, because that's rush hour. We'd have to drive all through rush hour to get there because it's in, like, way out Gilbert, which is a suburb of a suburb of a suburb of Phoenix. But it all blends together. And the only way we pretend that we have a balanced budget here is, you know, we, we are just grossly underfunding our pensions. I mean, that's that's just what they did. And we start thinking about uh, what really is happening, what really is going on. And I, I heard Donald Trump today come out and say, hey, we're going to get 6% GDP growth. I hope he's right. That would be great. Remember, we used to be able to do that. I don't think we will, but it would be nice to see if that would happen. It would be nice for people to make a whole lot more money. Speaking of health care. United States health care spending. Okay, so how much we spend on health care. Increased to $3.3 trillion in 2016. We're going to break that record. Now, by the way, that was a record. 
you know, you think about GDP is closing in on, you know, 19 to 20 trillion. And I think this year we're going to, uh, healthcare spending is probably going to be about, you know, almost 20% of the economy. Out of pocket healthcare costs, right? Then, really, for us, isn't that the most important? I don't, you know, the 3.3 or 3.5 or 4 or 10 or 2 doesn't matter. How much is it costing us out of our pocket? These costs directly bore by the consumer rose 3.9% for the year. Now, you think about 3.9%. And then you say, well, if that happened for 10 straight years in a row, <laughs> that'd be 39%, right? You're getting what I'm talking about. And, of course, they're sitting there, and they still tell us there's no inflation. I think it's another one of the reasons why Alan Greenspan came out on TV today saying, hey, we're getting ready. You know, we were in, what did he call it? I'm trying to think of what he called it. Um, stagnation is what he described the last 10 years. Stagflation is what he said is coming. And apparently the health care cost out of pocket says, yep, he's right. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Today, December 7th, is the anniversary of the surprise Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, a day that President Roosevelt said will live in infamy. The lesson we should take away from that event is that we should always be prepared for a surprise attack. After all, we live in a world where a lot of evil countries just don't like America and are jealous of our power. In the modern world of technology, the most important defensive weapon to protect the American people is an anti-missile defense. That's what Ronald Reagan called for in his famous speech in 1983. It is a purely defensive weapon. It isn't built to kill anyone. It's just built to save lives. What an anti-missile does is shoot down intercontinental ballistic missiles when they are flying through space to hit us and destroy them before they reach us. It's like hitting a bullet in flight with another bullet. We know we can do this because we've developed and tested our anti-missile technology, but there's still a lot more to do to get it operational. And if Barack Obama gets his way, we never will. He is using the terrible national debt and deficits as arguments to cut the military budget. Meanwhile, other countries, especially China and Iran, are rushing fast with a tremendous military buildup that is posing a big threat to our national security and even our survival. We should remember that the duty to provide for the common defense, as stated in the American Constitution, is one of the first and most important duties of our government. It's one thing individuals cannot do for ourselves. We need government to do it. On Pearl Harbor Day, we should remember that George Washington gave us the best advice. 
If we desire to secure peace, it must be known that we are at all times ready for war. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Yesterday, we were running rolls of dimes, cheapest in the country. We're still there, Uh, $62.50 per roll. Uh, Silver is actually down about fourteen cents at fifteen seventy-five. They are still. We we've got. I don't know. I think we finished the day with seventy-three rolls left. Today they're still sixty-two dollars and fifty cents. But if you want to put it on your credit card, I'll waive all the credit card fees. No credit card fees today on the silver dimes uh, until they're out. Once we sell out of them, we're out of them. The cheapest way to buy government hallmark silver today. In other words, it's been minted by the government. One of the reasons why people do ask, hey, what, why, why does it matter? Government hallmark or bar, and really uh, forgery is the biggest reason uh, behind that. And, w- and what I mean by that is it's a federal offense when you forge uh, government hallmark material. So a lot of the forgers out there, right, they, they try to forge something, you know, bars or things like that, because that's not a federal offense. Uh, it is a federal offense when you do uh, government hallmark stuff, at least here in the United States. Uh, but nonetheless, pre-1965 dimes. Okay, so there's 50 dimes in a roll. It equates, like I said yesterday, $17.48 to the ounce. If you've never ordered from us before. Today's a great day to do it, and it's so simple. Uh, my wife is the one that's here today, so she'll be answering the phone. And you just you just say to Sarah, Sarah, I'd like to buy the special. That's all you got to say. That's it. And she's going to ask you one question. How many would you like? And then you tell her, I want one roll, five rolls, ten rolls, however many it is. And then she's going to take, if you're, if you're a new customer, she'll take your information, you know, your name, your address. She, she'll ask you how you want to pay for it. Uh, obviously, we'd love it if you sent a check in, but if you want to put it on your card, no charge for that. No extra charge today for a card. And and then uh, once we have funds, uh, we'll ship the product registered in shirt U.S. mail. That's it. Every time you order, you get a trade number. That trade number just locks us both in. So if silver... Silver falls a dollar tomorrow. You don't call me tomorrow and want to pay less. And conversely, if it goes up a dollar, I won't. I won't call you and say, "Hey, I want you to pay more." And uh, it's really just that simple. We don't play games. We don't try to run something and then you know bait and switch and tell you not to buy that and buy something else and try to confuse you and make it complicated. This is as simple as simple can be. Uh, we want you to buy 
wealth insurance, gold and silver, and we want you to buy as much of it as possible, as close to the spot price as possible. That simple. 800-951-0592. By the way, and we don't call you either. So if you do, if you call us in order today, if you ask us to, we'll call you when we've shipped it. Other than that, you will not hear from us until you call us again. And and if, then if you're like, well, what do I do after I own it? What if I want to sell it? Call us. We buy it back. Absolutely. 800-951-0592. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it again, but here it is. Bitcoin, Coinbase Exchange, they're the ones that, by the way, got uh, lost the the fight with the IRS last week, says the digital currency broke 19,000 today. And it was last seen at $19,120. Tuesday night, Bitcoin hit 12,000. By Thursday morning, it's now 19,000. Here's what I loved about it, though. So they're talking to people, Jamie Dimon, Bitcoin's a fraud. They had Fortress, former Fortress hedge fund manager, Michael Nagratz. Well, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's, a, that's what I'm coming up with. Said cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are going to be the biggest bubbles of our lifetime. But he also said... Bitcoin could reach 40000 before the end of the next year. So there you go. <laughs> Plenty of room. Wow. I, I, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, there you go, baby. Maybe, you know, when I was talking to Eric the other day, he was on to some, we should just take a bunch of money, <laughs> buy Bitcoin, take the profits, pay off the debt. There you go, right? Problem solved. I mean, it went up $7,000 in uh, less than 48 hours. How about that? Wow. That's that's awesome. Uh, Anyway, uh, I'm sorry for that. I will try more and more to talk less and less about it uh, because I do believe that this is, again, I think we're getting played. Really that simple. They're they're going to uh, a digital currency. And, you know, and I was thinking, you know, before the show, I was talking about how we thought it was going to be in a marrow. You know, when I was learning from Eric and and Jim, and 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 it made sense, right? You know, hey, as these debts pile up, we're going to need to get bigger, right? Because one of the things that they talk about with debt, right? They like to do the debt ratio, debt to GDP ratios, right? And and remember, back in the old days, if the Yearly debt exceeded three percent of GDP. That was too much. You know, that was bad. Bad things would happen. Of course, we're well above that now. Nobody wants to pretend like it doesn't happen. If we don't talk about it, then then they won't notice. It's just like the when I first started, they used to give out the money supply. A lot of you out there remember it. You know, the M1, the M2, the M3, and it wasn't very long. I wasn't here very long when that stopped. Right? They just stopped telling us. We're just going to stop telling them how much money we're making up out of thin air. And, of course, now we know why, right? Good reason to stop. But as the debt has exploded, 
here we are getting ready to hit $21 trillion. I think when Trump got inaugurated, it wasn't even at 19.8, I don't think. I'll look it up when he was inaugurated. So it looks like we're, we're going to, you know, just inauguration to, to inauguration, we're going to add a trillion dollars in a single calendar year. Uh, by the way, and I, before I forget, it, it, I did not re- realize it's Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, I forgot all about that. So uh, I don't want to say Happy Pearl Harbor Day, but uh, anyway, what that has to do, I don't know. But it was on my mind, so I had to get it out there. This is what happened. My mind is so full now. I've got to get rid of stuff. So now that's out so I can keep with my thoughts. But we're going to talk about why the Amero is gone and why the technology behind the Bitcoin is so important. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The last of the rolls of silver dimes. $62.50 a roll. You get 50 silver dimes in every roll. And today, you can put it on your credit card. I know everyone loves their points, right? They love their miles or their points or their whatever it is that they And they're all that way now, right? Every credit card has some type of uh, reward-based system. Today, you can use those rewards-based cards. Absolutely at no charge. So you can put it on the Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover card at no charge today, $62.50 at 800-951-0592. As we talked about, you know, gold and silver are in the bottoming here for the year. This is the December uh, pullback, uh, in, and we got the big, I guess the big, the last Janet Yellen Federal Reserve meeting coming next Wednesday. Uh, I still think it's going to be a rate hike. I guess now the question is, is, is how many dissenters are there going to be? Uh, but but after that, I think we're going to see again 2018. We're going to see another rally. And, and I've been a fan of silver. Silver's underperformed significantly this year uh, in relationship to gold. And, and I think 2018 will be a bounce-back year. So make sure uh, pick a few rolls up here at the bottom at 800-951-0592. So I was talking about when I started. And common belief at that time was the Amero. And I know a lot of you out there are like, yeah, we used to talk about it all the time. Right? And the, the, the way we thought it was going to go would be, you know, we are going to join forces with Canada and Mexico and you know, understand why the EU exists today, okay, and, and the the European Union and the Euro. Right? They needed their their debts were so big that they needed a bigger GDP, right, to draw from. And and so the the and the reason why everyone says that, well, the euro is just a placeholder currency; it's not going to really last all that long. Is because all of these debts, regardless, are, are going to continue to keep exploding upward. And we thought we'd join forces with, you know, Canada and Mexico. And, and when the debt was five, six trillion dollars, I guess that could make sense. But at 20 trillion and growing, and let's face it, so 
the government says thirty trillion in ten years. I'm telling you, it's going to be probably forty. That doesn't make sense. That's not big enough to 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 fix the problem. Because you know, as any ask any of these uh, economists who've never had jobs in the real world, don't even know what real world looks like, and like to operate on economic theory. You know, a little bit of debt's okay. Right? That's what they tell you. Oh, no, it's okay. It's only when it becomes a lot of debt that you got problems. Kind of look like uh, you use your own household as the example. Right? If you make fifty grand, but your debt payments, ex- you know, are at at let's say eighteen grand, you're like, oh, you know, that's okay. I'm all right there. Then it goes to. To, you know, it's at 50, and it goes to 25, your debt payments. And you're still like, eh, it's okay, right? And then at 30, and then at 30, you're like, man, after, you know, i got to pay taxes, i got to do this and that, and then, I, you know, I need money to, to buy food and do, you know, and, and put gas in the car and buy the Obama insurance and all that, and all of a sudden, you got a problem. But yet, guess what? The debt's still going to keep rising, and right, and that's the, the problem. This is why they keep talking about wanting this inflation, right? Because inflation just means we can say we've got higher GDP without selling actually selling any more stuff, right? We made the stuff more expensive, so the GDP got higher. It's not working for them, right? It's not going high enough, fast enough. In other words, the increase in the debt is far exceeding the increase in the GDP. And so they need a way that was better than what the Amero offered. The Amero offered, hey, well, we could grab some GDP from Canada, from Mexico, but that's not big enough. And they would still have the same problem that they have today, which is the debt's probably still going to grow faster than the GDP because we can't, quote-unquote, get this inflation. What a digital currency allows, now it allows them the ability, not only really when you think about it, we're probably, this is the next major step towards the, uh, what I'll call the elites wanting of eliminating countries and eliminating borders, right, and eliminating all of this, a global currency. They'll start with, you know, regional stuff. Like, you know, we'll still, you know, have our own exchange rate, our own private exchange rate, and we'll pretend uh, that we still have, uh, you know, our, our nationality and all of that other stuff that goes along with it. But this digital currency will give these central bankers the ability to create whatever kind of inflation deemed necessary to be able to say, ah, yeah, forty trillion in debt's fine. You know, because GDP is fifty, right? Forty trillion in debt's fine because GDP is sixty, right? Seventy. Seventy trillion dollars in debt, fine, because GDP is a hundred trillion. And how do you suppose we're going to get there? 
Well, the answer is now with the digital currency, all they got to do is go to the keyboard. And literally, you'd go to bed kind of like Bitcoin did today. You went to bed, Bitcoin was about 13000 You woke up, it's 19000 That's how it's going to work, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Welcome back. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. It's live radio. Uh, I was distracted. I was actually trying to get a count from my wife on the rolls of dimes, silver dimes, uh, $62.50, waving the credit card fee. So get your card, credit cards out. Buy yourself a Christmas present, uh, $62.50 at 800-951-0592. Uh, we're going to cap it at, at 50 rolls. So 50 rolls, because uh, I'm just bad, that bad at math. I'm running out of fingers and toes. So 50 rolls left at 800-951-0592. And we're talking about why, you know, and how quickly things have changed. You know, this is, what, year 14? 14 years we went from an Amero in $5 trillion to an electronic credit of some form at a debt of almost $21 trillion, right? So, you know, kind of think about that and how quickly things have changed. And we live in this brand-new world where monetary policy has gone into a full, we need to create inflation by any means necessary. And, of course, Alan Greenspan was out on TV today talking about, you know, what I've been telling you, stagflation, it's coming. Whether you want it or not, here it comes. And it's coming at the worst time because there's a reason, let's face it, there's a reason why people aren't making any money. Because all the all these jobs have been automated, at least the ones, and they continue to be. I just saw the Amazon robot. Did you guys see that thing at the warehouses? I mean, now the person doesn't even have to walk down the uh, <laughs> walk the whole city mile of the Amazon warehouse. The, the the robots will just pick up the stuff and bring it. They just got to pick it up and put it in the put it in the box. Probably won't be long till they'll do that too, but. Now we, we kind of understand that we needed something bigger. But then, you know what, they, they need to look, they took interest rates to zero and didn't get inflation. At least not, and let me clear, the inflation that they want. They have negative rate. We still have negative rates on all kinds of bonds. Hundreds of billions of dollars worth of bonds are negative. We've got a two-year note that's within half of a point of a 10-year note. By the way, last time we'd been this low was 07, right before the crash. Just saying, not saying that that's going to happen this time because history never repeats itself, but that's how it's at today. We now have this electronic currency that is seemingly going up thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in hours and really highlights the power that they're going to have. And we even got one of them, uh, the, the New York Federal Reserve Chairman Bill Dudley, before he steps down here next, well, I think in January or February, to say, hey, by the way, we're working on it. And, and everyone, you know, we're working on it. We're, we're researching it. 
We're looking into it. And really, at the end of the day, this is this is why they want to, and I think really think about why they've been boxing in all of your money and doing all of these other things. Everybody's going to have to be in the system. And that way, when they go make a data entry move to get the inflation that they need, it'll be instantaneously, and we can all take a bite. Rolls of silver dimes. Take care. We got one more day. One more day until the week's over.